It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Portland Trailblazers might just be the fulcrum of the NBA offseason. Trade Damian Lillard to reboot or add a star like Bradley Beal or Zion Williamson. Also, the Houston Astros are getting it all together after a slow start. And speaking of Zion Williamson, why he's not worth trading a top draft pick for right now. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. As the NBA offseason kicks into full gear, we have the Bradley Beal trade request. Mushy kind of, they're working on it. Meanwhile, all quiet on the... Uh, Pacific Northwestern front with Damian Lillard and what is going to happen with his future to that end. Joining me now, Mike Richmond from Locked on Blazers. A- and Mike, where do we stand with Damian Lillard? I want to get to the Bradley Beal of it all in a second, but where are we with Damian Lillard, who could be the domino to fall this offseason? I think, generally speaking, since the last time we did this similar episode yep, about a month a ago, Peter, ago. Uh, I think nothing has really changed. I think Damian Lord wants the team to go all in and try to make a, a competitive team that can win, you know, one, if not multiple playoff series and all that. And he wants them to get veterans to help facilitate that. And if they don't do that, they will have a hard conversation about what's next for Dame. I think it's pretty clear that he wants to do it in Portland and Portland wants to do it with him, but want to and able to pull it off over the next three weeks or so is going to be a very, you know, we'll see if they can thread the needle. So that raises an interesting question about who that other player is. If there is a big fish out there for Portland now, seems like we can add Bradley Beal to that list. Can I interest you in running back a, a sort of better version of Dane Lillard and CJ McCollum at an advanced age? Like what does that do for you? You did beat me to it. I was going to make a similar joke. Um, yeah, no. I, why would why on earth would they want Bradley <laughs> Beal? Um, he's really good. Like he doesn't. The problem with Brad Beal has been availability. When he plays, he's very good. Yeah. Um, he's become a better playmaker later in his career. He can really score off the ball. He can score on the ball. He's 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 good. <laughs> he's a good basketball player. He's, he's excellent. He'll help some team. The problem is he just hasn't been available very much and he's owed $200 million. Yeah. The Blazers and, and, don't and need. Yeah. I was going to say, and the trade kicker in there makes it even more onerous for any team acquiring him. So what is, what is the, what are the pieces that you think Portland would be willing to part with to go get a potentially available superstar X? It has been pretty pretty clearly telegraphed by the team that they're willing to package three and Anthony Simons in order to get that done. Part of the Anthony Simons stuff is that he makes $25 million a year. Um, It is hard to land a star without giving up money. They don't have a lot of big money contracts that aren't Damian Lillard to trade uh, because Jeremy Grant's entering free agency. So, so Ant is the guy. Anthony Simons is the guy he's, you know, he's he's making a, a shade over 25 million or right around 25 million. 
and he's 23 and pretty darn good. He's he's the piece and three and three might be the sexy thing that gets it done, because if three is Scoot Henderson, I think you're going to have a lot of suitors that at least blow up your phone, if not get a trade done. To that end, we had a report from Mark Stein saying, hey, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans might be willing to part with Zion Williamson if Scoot Henderson is in the package for a return. Now, all of a sudden, pairing Damian Lillard with Zion, assuming Zion is healthy, that that could be the makings of something. What do you think of that idea? I like it. And, and as much as I don't, I mean, I'd like it is maybe too strong of a term. I am intrigued by the idea of putting freaky deaky Shaq Charles Barkley 21st century <laughs> next, to, ne- next to Damian Lillard. Um, you know, the, the Brad Beal trade is just too duplicitous of what they've been for, for years, for a decade with Dame is, or, you know, eight years with Dame is a small guard next to him, a six, six pick and roll partner, you know, Zion, when he plays is excellent. He's played 29 games in the last two seasons. Yeah. He does not play very often, but I will say this. I think it is right for blazer fan out there who is listening to this to kill me for, for saying that I would do that trade. I strongly believe that if you are a team like the Blazers that has a limited window and limited opportunity, being risk-averse in the way you build a team is how you build a crappy team. You might build a crappy team by taking a big risk, right? You might end up with the crappy team anyways. But if you are risk-averse, you are not winning in the NBA with with the situation they're in. This Zion presents itself as the biggest upside swing they could make. Is it likely to work out? No. Zion Williamson does not seem like a dude who's going to play 75 games a year ever. But he's the talent is there. And that mean that might mean if you want to go that route, that's the risk you have to be willing to take. Stay up to date all year on the Portland Trailblazers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Blazers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Astros have the AL West right where they want it allegedly. Before we get to that, Sean McDermott says all is right with Stefan Diggs. Sure. Make your way to FanDuel right now for an amazing introductory offer. Right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from Major League Baseball to the WNBA, NBA futures, NFL futures, all of that and more. The Diamondbacks are in first place ahead of the Dodgers. No seriously in the NL West. And Phillies are one game under 500. yet FanDuel has the D-backs as home dogs to the Phils with their odds at plus 106. So don't miss your shot. A no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. All is right in Orchard Park. 
Allegedly, Buffalo Bills coach Sean McDermott said that he feels the situation with Stephon Diggs is resolved and clarified that he excused Diggs from Tuesday's mandatory minicamp practice. The wide receiver was present and participated in individual drills during Wednesday's camp. He did not participate in team drills. McDermott said just a few days ago, he was, quote, very concerned and repeated, very concerned over Diggs missing practice. He changed his tune on Wednesday. Let me be clear, Steph did everything that we that he was asked to do. He was here Monday and executed his physical on time. Steph reported yesterday, Tuesday, and uh, reported for meetings, at which time um, we had a good conversation, um, great communication, and we got to a point yesterday where just, we just felt like we all needed a break and some space. And so I gave Steph permission uh, to get some space and and and, uh, and head out and uh, and then picked up those conversations after practice. Um, so let me make it clear: it was it was not Steph leaving unexcused. He was excused. The Oakland A's cleared a major hurdle for their planned relocation to Las Vegas after Nevada legislature gave final approval on Wednesday to public funding for a portion of a proposed $1.5 billion stadium with a retractable roof, which you'd need in Vegas in August. The deal that backers said will help further establish Las Vegas as the new entertainment and sports capital of the world still needs the governor's signature and Major League Baseball still must approve the A's move to the Las Vegas Strip, but both are expected. The assembly approved the final version of the bill with $380 million in taxpayer money on a 25 to 15 vote. On the diamond, the St. Louis Cardinals continue to slide and our Locked On Cardinals host has seen enough. He wants change. The Cardinals snatch defeat from the jaws of victory as they get swept by the San Francisco Giants. Hey, it's JD from Locked On Cardinals and the Cardinals held a five to three lead with two outs and two strikes on the hitter in the bottom of the ninth with Giovanni Gallego serves up four seam fastball right down the middle. Has it deposited into the right field stands to tie up the game. The Giants then score three in the top of the 10th inning off the corpse of Steven Matz, and the Cardinals lose their fifth in a row by a score of eight to five. This organization, this front office, this coaching staff, and these players should be ashamed of themselves. They are terrible. There is not one thing about this team that's positive right now, and I don't blame one fan for cashing out and refusing to spend their hard-earned money or their free time watching this mess anymore. I've never seen anything like this, and if today wasn't enough, I don't know what it's going to take for drastic changes to take place because this cannot continue. For the latest updates and info, be sure to keep it locked on Cardinals. And the Twins fell down early, but got back up and beat the Brewers again. For the second game in a row, the Twins dug a small hole at the beginning of the game and climbed out of it in a 4-2 win over the Brewers to cap a mini sweep before the Tigers come to town. Edward Julian did something we've only seen one other time in Twins history, more on that in a minute, and Carlos Correa kept the good times rolling by reaching twice and putting a two-run triple in the third when they scored all of their runs. Bailey Ober was great, even despite allowing a pair of home runs, and Brock Stewart, Juwan Duran, and Griffin Jacks combined with Ober to strike out 12 and walk just one. Now today's stat that you won't hear anywhere else, Edouard Julien is just the second twin ever to have four straight games with a double and a walk. Joe Maurer also did so from June 10th to 14th in 2013, 
And he's also the first big league player to do so since 2013, when Bryce Harper did so in August. The last player and only player to do that in more than four games was Billy Werber back in 1906. Here is another story you need to know. The Astros did win Wednesday night, but the defending World Series champions have not exactly lit the world on fire this season. Now, they're still 10 games over 500 and still in good position coming into the American League postseason race. It's just not as good as they were last year. Uh, and so that leads to questions. Brett Chancy from Locked On Astros is the perfect person to answer those questions. And, and I'll start with that one, Brett. Why is this team not nearly as dominant, at least in the regular season so far as they were last year? Well, I think if you look at right now, um, immediately we have Luis Garcia, who won't be back till next year because of Tommy John, Jose Arquiti, who won't be back till after the all-star break. Um, Jordan Alvarez, who is the leading um, RBI leader right now in, in the American League, I think all of baseball, 55 RBI, he's now out. You've had you had Altuve out for a portion of the year. You've had to have young pitchers step up. And Jose Abreu, the new addition, started out really slow. He just now has gotten heated up, and he's looking really good at the plate. But dealing with injuries that they didn't deal with in 2022 and with the new players, it's just a lot more adversity. 2022 seemed like a perfect season now looking back on it. So they're just having to fight through it. And some players have not been hot, you know, until late. So it's going to happen when you the Rangers start hot. The Angels are a team to be reckoned with. And there's a lot more teams this year that are better early than they were last year as well. So what does that mean for what they need to do to get back to this place? Because it's still a lot of the same faces, a lot of the same names, and it is not the kind of roster construction where you're going, oh, well, this team could get old in a hurry. Now, there are a couple of players who you're going, okay, let's just monitor this. But it seems like if they get healthy, they should be as scary as any team in the American League. What am I missing? I... I think I think you're exactly right. I still think this team is on track to be one of the top two teams that come out of the AL to go to the ALCS to go to their seventh straight. And they just do need to get healthy because their young starting pitchers have come through. JP France, Belak, and um, you know, these guys have done a phenomenal job. And then you have other guys that have stepped up rookies, Corey Jolks, who's a local product who's come in and had a grand slam and had some big hits. But they are top five in pitching, both relief and start starting pitching, and that has what has sustained them. They've just been inconsistent with the bats. The bats heat up, the bats pick up. You get these guys healthy, and I think they're definitely contenders. Uh, presumably, you meant the Rays as the other team in the American League. Is there is there another one of these top teams? Because the Yankees have had their own injury issues. Um, the Orioles have been having this charm season. Is there another team in the AL where you're going? Mm, I got to monitor this. Uh, and could it be the Texas Rangers in their own division right now? You know, it could be the Texas Rangers. And at some point, I know I have been in denial up until this point, but you've got to recognize what they're doing. What I'm more concerned about with the Rangers is the load management. They're not resting any of their guys hardly or, you know, early on. I'm wondering how that's going to end up in October. But I think the Orioles, I think the Rangers, the Angels are still there with their actually right there with us and they're under percentage points with us, but they have the same, nearly the same amount of wins. And I mean, we are neck and neck with the angels. And so the angels could be a surprise. The Orioles, I think will, is, is another hot team out of the East. That's scary. 
And you don't know the central. I mean, is it going to be the Twins or the Guardians? The Guardians are a team that can sneak up on you because they do have great pitching. And that lineup, they can hit. Stay up to date all year on the Houston Astros by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Astros on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, why Zion Williamson isn't worth trading a high pick for. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The latest reporting has Zion Williamson potentially available via trade if the right package is on the table. Given that he's currently hurt, many people wondered if... This player or that player was worth it to trade for Zion. Nick Angstad and Pat the Designer on Locked on NBA do not believe Zion Williamson is worth trading the rights to Scoot Henderson. He said he's been told that the Zion Williamson might be the player the Pelicans offered to Charlotte for the number two pick in order to draft Scoot Henderson. What are your thoughts on, let's just do the Pelicans side, a Zion Williamson for Scoot Henderson trade? I would... That that sigh had so much so much I, in it. I, I just there's so many question marks from the other side. I guess right, like there's that part of desperation. Like, do you feel like you're desperate enough to to test out the Zion Williamson waters? But I mean, what have we really seen from Zion Williamson that says that this guy's worth a Scoot Henderson level pick? Whether it's Scoot Henderson or not, whether he's worth that pick. I just he's only just see- a two time All Star. That can't stay on the basketball court. But but yeah, as soon as he does, just, though, he's an all-star. Like, we've yeah, seen I mean, it. Listen, Greg Oden was a pretty good center when he was on the court. <laughs> that doesn't mean that he played. I see kind of why teams might show interest in it. But do you have enough faith at all that Zion Williamson is going to be on the court and be able to stay on the court when you know at a minimum, right, I can pretty much restart my franchise around one of these top two to three guys. So if you're the so if you're the Hornets, you say no. They say straight up Zion Williamson for the number two pick. We're gonna take Scoot Henderson. You were any you're gonna take Brandon Miller. So you'd rather have Brandon Miller than you'd rather have Zion Williamson if you're the Hornets. I feel like Brandon Miller is gonna stay on the court. So I would rather have the guy that can play basketball. Yeah, but is he gonna stay on the court and be anywhere near what Zion is gonna be? Well, I'll tell you this. It's a lot harder for Zion to be anywhere near what Zion's going to be on we've the seen, sidelines. We've seen this, though. <laughs> we've we've seen in the NBA. We've seen we've seen Joel Embiid. We've seen Steph Curry even miss a bunch of games earlier in their career, get in the program in the NBA. They like a medical team figures out some kind of workout or some kind of thing, some kind of system that helps them work, some kind of load management, some kind of I think with Steph Curry, it was like his hips. They had to work out a lot to help his ankles. Like it was all kind of kinesiology and like connected. So we've seen this before where a guy misses a bunch of games early in his career and then comes back and plays. Now, now, do I believe in Zion Williamson to be, to be that person, to do all that work, to get back? I, I don't know, but I know that he's an incredible basketball player. Um, if I'm the Hornets, though, I take Scoot Henderson because I think Scoot Henderson's going to be that good. Normally, this is where I had do my bit where I say, 
Well, Zion Williamson is Zion Williamson, but the third pick could be anything. It could even be a player as good as Zion Williamson. Even if we know it's Scoot Henderson, that would be the bit. Here's here's the problem. Um, Scoot Henderson played in the G League last year, technically a professional basketball player last year, played in 19 games. Zion Williamson played 29 games last year in the NBA and has only played 114 games in his NBA career. What is Zion Williamson at this point? We don't know. What we do know is he has struggled to stay on the court and be whatever version of himself his entire career. So yes, Scoot Henderson could be anything. He could even be a player as good as Zion Williamson when he is healthy. But that caveat makes this discussion much, much, much more complicated. And at this point, if I'm gambling on one of those things, I'd rather gamble on the guy who looks like he was chiseled out of marble by a Renaissance artist than, well, the other guy. And finally, Rory McIlroy said he believed with the new deal between the PJ Tour and Saudi Arabia's public investment fund that Liv would go away. Dustin Johnson, who happens to play on Liv, does not agree. Johnson told ESPN on Wednesday that he was told by the powers that be at Liv that the circuit will remain in business through 2024. Then you also have the corporate side chiming in. PGA Tour policy board member Jimmy Dunn told ESPN last week that PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan will oversee the PGA Tour and live under the new agreement with PIF. Dunn said it would be Monahan's decision whether Live Golf exists in its current form beyond this season. So one thing is for certain that nothing is for certain in the world of golf right now. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who will make the biggest splash in the NBA offseason? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 